Salam, nerds. It's your boy Neves, aka Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, aka the House of Jazz. House of Jazz. There it is. I was waiting for that one. Yep. Uh, it's House A Jazz, sir. Okay. Uh, look, we got to go with the. Class. It, it does sound like the House of Blues, though, right? Don't it? <laughs> yeah, House of Jazz, House of Blues. Uh, as a jazz musician, you know, I actually kind of really like that <laughs> like it love it man all right well let's bring out our guest you may remember her from our she-hulk episode the lovely the talented zenob how are you zenob i'm good thank you so much for having me on again we we heard that your dishwasher was on fire and like it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> how did you manage that <laughs> i think i was like uh overly ambitious with what i thought i could put in the dishwasher and uh i think i accidentally blocked a little faucet thingy that sprays water so just the heating element was just getting hotter and hotter and hotter and i started smelling um... a strange smell and i was like oh Guess I can I guess I have to wash my uh, sheet pans by hand. So, <laughs> Zainab is too talented to be domesticated. She can't be doing dishwashing. <laughs> she is the queen of the north. She's the queen in the north because <laughs> she's from Canada. <laughs> and, and I'm Punjabi, so it just it works out. It works in Fox on too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Wait, does that mean Kashmiris are beyond the wall? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Kashmiris uh, are <laughs> wobblings. What? You know I can say it. I, it's okay. I can say it. I know it, you can say it. Yeah. My, my husband's Bihari and I'm Bindabi. So we were talking. We're like, what houses would we be in? And I'm like, well, I guess you'd be Lannister because you're from the South. <laughs> and Biharis are mildly evil. So. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> But, I love it. <laughs> but they do make the best kebab, yo. Bahari kebabs are oh, dope. Oh, my God. Bahari kebabs. <laughs> when yo. they lack in morality, they make up for in kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Zenos. Yo, but this is a really good concept. Let's talk. We should do like a Westeros map of like Pakistan and see where everybody would be, like where the Punjabis would be, where the Patans would be. Like, this is really interesting. Okay, so Karachi would have to be Dorn because it's hot as shit there. Oh, facts, facts. <laughs> All dusty and sandy. Are... <laughs> I yeah. think Punjabis are definitely houses stark because we're built to last several winters without starving. So. <laughs> That is true. Oh, that they did true. go through the famines right? and all that. That's completely yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're we're built different, so you know, house of Stark all the way. So you know, so you know what would what would be the SWAT Valley? Because that was never conquered, so it has to be like that would be the wildlings, right? That would be like outside. No, that SWAT could be region. the uh, the the lands beyond the ocean. Mm, okay, okay, lands beyond the ocean, and then yeah. what about like? What about like uh, oh the the uh, Balochistan? What would that would be? Isn't that like a desert also? No comment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Listen, it feels like you can do a a whole episode on uh, what on river it. runs through there. We gotta figure this out because we call them River Run, and then the Vale could oh, be yeah. like the northwestern province, and then. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out one day. Okay, you know what? Let, let me work on it. <laughs> what would Islamabad be? King's Landing, because it's like yes. the most like fancy one, right? <laughs> yeah, that would, that would track. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. But it's really cool um, that we're into this show again because I thought we would never get back into the show after that horrendous season uh, six of uh, Game of Thrones. What do you think of that ending, Jazz? Season eight. 
season eight. Oh, season eight, season eight. Um, look, uh, I'm actually a big fan of Game of Thrones. I've read the books and everything, and I had my own theories on what I actually believed was supposed to happen. But the showrunners did not do anything close to that, and uh, just like most other people, I hated the whole thing. Right, like seasons one through five was great. Season six was a bit rushed, but it was still good. Season seven, it just started going downhill, and season eight just crashed and burned. Zena, mm-hmm. what about you? What did you think of the uh, the last season? Honestly, I was just like the last season of Game of Thrones. I it was it was a dud for me. I can't believe they they pretended to invent democracy and then call it a day. Uh, <laughs> oh my have, god! I, I didn't have high hopes for House of the Dragon, but shockingly, it was excellent. Like it, it was like great and i so i haven't read fire and blood um but it's good to know that they're basing the whole show off of a book that's been completed so mm. i i've got i've got strong like higher hopes for this for sure so i have high hopes for this because i know that the showrunner is the same person who directed one of my favorite episodes of game of thrones and that's the one where cersei blows up the entire like uh, courtroom with the uh, green stuff. yeah with yeah. the wildfire yep and they brought back the same composer to do the music right and i was like that was Yo, when like that candle was like dripping and the whole thing explodes, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. The tension was so built up. um, And I was like, I don't know, it gave me a lot of faith in the show. And I'm like, I think it's going to be okay, man. I think we're going to be okay. (laughs) I think we're going to be okay. You're right. I I just don't want to be hurt again. (laughs) (sighs) You um, know, I can't even put it past them because HBO Max is owned by WB, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. They've been. I've been shorting WB stock for like the past five weeks. It's been great, but like, oh my god, that makes me nervous about game. Well, but actually, no. Wait, it's only DC that's under the scope, right? Like, that's gonna they're just axing DC properties. I don't think they're gonna do Game of Thrones. Uh, I think they're they're still focusing on their highly event style. Uh, shows right the stuff that people like watch religiously and stuff like that so i think game of thrones will be all right i think in fact in my opinion i think they're probably going to take money from other places and put in more in game of thrones i feel like that's probably what's yeah not with the stock tanking (laughs) do you want to save three billion lost five billion (laughs) well look they've been promoting this show since april and 10 million viewers showed up so like somebody put in some work somebody put in some work right Mm -hmm. so that's what it is um let's start off with this show man we got the narration the narration was from an older uh i believe and then they kind of just like go back in time and show this whole like mythos of like they didn't have an heir so they had to pick somebody they picked the next male um and now it's this whole thing about like the patriarchy, right? And it's, it's like a th- running theme of the show, which I feel like they did take into account some things that people had issues with. They were like, yo, there's no like people of color in the last season of like uh, the last show, yeah, Game of yeah. Thrones. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like it was like every time they show women, they're getting like abused and like, you know, beat up and stuff like that. So they're like, you know, changing it up, which is okay, nice. Did they really we'll, change that up? Not, not really. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. But now, you know, they're showing that like this is the first time. Um, a queen may rule, uh, which I'm called King's Landing, right? Or Westeros. So I think that's pretty interesting. Zena, what do you think? 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting that I feel like the show is definitely going the route of exploring themes of like uh, male violence and how it affects women. I think the most telling scene, the fact that we have, I couldn't even watch the scene. Honestly, I watched it behind my hands, but the C-section. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. C-section in the loosest, loosest possible definition. But, you know, I, I guess that whole idea of um, like male violence being um, enacted upon women. And I think that that C-section was very, uh, what's the word? Like, I think it was very prescient. And I think that the theme of the show is definitely going to be how we'll see men trying to do their best to control world events, to control women, to completely no end. Right. And uh, I I think that'll be definitely a a theme to watch for. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be pretty interesting because a lot of, it's really interesting to watch this show knowing what already happened. Right. We know what happened in Winterfell. We know what happened with the white walkers. So it's like a prequel. And then they kind of drop that on us at the very end. And we're like, Okay, interesting, interesting. So we'll we'll see where it goes because it's really interesting to watch a show where you already know the ending uh, of not the show, but you know the ending to that prophecy that they mentioned, which is interesting. So I'm really excited to see how we get there because it doesn't make a lot of sense because they say a Targaryen has to be on the throne. But according to last season, that's not what happened. Cersei was on the throne, um, and I believe Arya was the one who killed the White Walkers, and then Rickon was on the throne after so was a targaryen ever on the throne so does the prophecy even make sense so that's what i'm confused about jazz what do you think mm, so <laughs> well oh, you you read the book so you can't spoil anything <laughs> uh, about okay I, I will try to word this in a way where i don't spoil anything um there was a theory where Tyrion lannister is a Targaryen. And oh, yes. Tywin hates him so much is because his wife cheated on him and Tyrion was going to be the third dragon rider, the same as Jon and Daenerys. Yes. Uh, uh, there was a plot line where Tyrion could have become king of King's Landing. Mm, interesting, so, interesting. Yeah, that didn't happen, but uh, right. In this line... Um, I believe Jamie Lannister was supposed to bring back Lightbringer, which is this mythical sword that, you know, you forge by sacrificing the one you love. So it would be really cool to see that, but uh, that didn't happen. Anyways, um, what I think about this prophecy, I think they may retcon some things. And if they do retcon some things, we may actually get the ending we deserved. Ooh, Adam, you think that'll happen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm hopeful, okay? I'm being very hopeful here. <laughs> Jazz is known to be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. But you know what I really liked? Uh, like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is like, you know, have to do with Game of Thrones and not House of the Dragon. So we'll be getting into that. But I did stop something that was really cool. And that was when uh, Viserys, is that his name? How do you pronounce it? 
Viserys? Vis- the king. Viserys. He's playing with this miniature scale model, which reminds me of the opening sequence of like Game of Thrones. And I was like, that's cool. Is that like a nod to that? Is, is that where we're supposed to get that from? I thought that was pretty cool. Did you catch that? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was cute. It kind of reminded me of like an old man playing with like a, his a tr- model trace. <laughs> 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 right? that, that's, that's the vibe I get from Viserys is like, he's a good person. I mean, yeah. Section scene aside, uh, uh, he's as good as you can be in the universe of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, but um, he's an ineffectual leader, right? Yeah. He's not a good king. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that is like very interesting um, is that like he is kind of like a good king, but the pressure of having a male heir was something that was like really like waning on him, right? And she said that like, listen, after this. I can't do it anymore. So he was like, she's not going to do this after this one. So he sacrificed her, which was pretty effed up. But that's his mentality, right? He's like, she's not going to give me another heir. So what am I going to do? This is my one chance. But one of the lines that I really like is where uh, Renera was like, I wonder if he was finally happy for those four minutes he had a son. I was like, dope. (laughs) That line was good. What do you think about that? Then a yeah, I think that just comes back to my earlier point, right? And I feel like Renera has a lot of uh, rage inside of her. Good. Um, and then it's very well-founded rage. Mm-hmm. And like this whole idea that it's like, because the thing is, is that like, you see the scenes earlier with Viserys and um, Emma and how they interact and they clearly have this very deep loving relationship um and you and you know she really does want to give him a male heir this is something she really wants i think it's apparent that had she been given the choice of choosing to live or choosing to die i think she would have chosen to die but that doesn't make his his decision to effectively treat her like an animal for slaughter better because he never asked her for her consent and i think that's really relevant right is he made the choice and he completely disregarded that relationship he had with her at the same time it's like it's strange because you know until that point he never really considered visira as um Oh, sorry, Renera as a as his heir, but that he was left with no choice. But at the same time, she attends all of his meetings um, with the other, like uh, oh, the whatever they call the masters, the council, the council, right? Um, so, and so she's learning already how to rule a kingdom just by being there and pouring. Because like they have servants to pour water, she's there to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he was priming her anyway. Uh, and I think it's interesting because. I, I think, you know, we'll see, like, there's, like, in, in Game of Thrones, we had very clear cut, like, this is a good character, this is a bad character, and this is a morally gray character. I feel like in House of the Dragon, the vibe I'm getting is everyone is kind of morally very ambiguous and really operates within this gray zone. And because, um, like, even Renera, I, I would say, is not completely like even though she's a child when we first hear she's nine years old she's nine or ten years old right um but she has this odd sexual attention with damon 
Right? Yes. In the trailer, yes. they have these scenes where their faces are way too close together. And we know Targaryens like to, um, yep. you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. intermarry, <laughs> to put it politely. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and what, how, where like the character's moral ambiguity kind of ends up. Yeah, I, I, I really like that you said that, like, you know, um, if the mo- if the mother would have had a choice, she probably would have done that. She probably would have, like, sacrificed herself and then wrote eight letters to her child to, you know, <laughs> have her husband meet an- his high school sweetheart and have a little kush kush <laughs> the moment. <laughs> I was wondering, are you going to go How I Miss Your Mother with this? Are you going to go no. uh, kush kush the with this? I, I was really curious to see where you're going with I that. Win kush kush with the I win kush kush with that. But uh, <laughs> I, do, I do like the fact that we, we're talking about morally gray characters because – I low key like Damien. I love me some Damien and uh, Damon. And the reason because like I'm a huge Matt Smith fan. I love Matt Smith to death. I am a huge Doctor Who fan. You see my TARDIS up there. Um, and I've always felt bad because he is such an amazing actor. But every single movie he's done has been a flop. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, Terminator, uh, Morbius. Like this guy. <laughs> Okay, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was supposed to flop. There was no way that would have done well. Listen, man. You... I really like that movie. I love Did it you... too. Don't get me wrong. But like there's no way people would have taken it seriously. Look, I mean, look, I mean, even if it was a comedy, like it could have done well. It could have been like Jennifer's body, but like it, everything has been flopping for this guy, and he deserves some recognition because he has Doctor Who and he hasn't been able to shake that off and make it mainstream success uh, in a big time. I mean, he did The Crown, I believe, yeah. which I think he, he, he was good, but I don't think The Crown got as big as like Game of Thrones might. And I'm like, I really hope this is the show. I hope this is the show that makes him a household name because I love Matt Smith. I think he's fantastic. And he does such a great job with this character because he is morally great because he has this like creepiness with his like niece, I believe, which is like weird. But like uh, when he's at the whorehouse, uh, one of the horses is like, oh, would you like one who kind of looks like, you know, you, which is kind of looks like his uh, niece, yeah. which I thought was really weird. Um, and then like he's also like supportive to his niece because like when the funeral happened he was giving her words of encouragement he was being like a really good like uncle and then you know i kind of believe him when he says that he's looking out for the king he says you're weak and you're surrounded by leeches and i think in his mind he truly believes that and he is being the way he is because he wants to protect his family like i think there is he's he may become like an anti-hero at the end of this. What do you think, Zana? I mean, you say that, and then all I can think about is that brutal scene of the gold cloaks uh, rounding up all the criminals. Yeah. And uh, no trial, just execution. He, <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, he ch- he turned them into the NYPD man. If there were any Muslims there, they would have surveillance <laughs> them. Like <laughs> NYPD, LAPD. I mean, all the PDs, quite frankly. And yeah. it was a very, it was a brutal scene. Like I was, is I mean, I don't have a dick and balls, but I was wincing. Oh my god! A lot during some of those scenes, and uh, I mean, I, I was actually I did okay with that one. Scene, and I was like, oh, welcome back, Game of Thrones. Welcome back. Like it's back, yeah. right? Um, but it, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how David's character plays out i was for some reason sure that Viserys would die at the end of this episode i was like expecting i feel i felt like somebody's <laughs> season one season one season, just season like Ned stark they're gonna kill him off at the end yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. like nobody's safe but um 
uh, I mean, speaking of morally great characters, uh, let's talk about Otto Hightower pimping out his mm. own daughter. Mm-hmm. His own, yes. and, I, and she's supposed to be like, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're supposed to be like 10, 11 years old. Right. Yeah, I, but like I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to accept. I don't know if we're supposed to accept that in the show because, like, okay. I mean, that's just me personally. I think that would just creep me out. So I'm just pretending they're 17. <laughs> they do change the ages in the show to make it more acceptable. But yeah, yes, yeah. she, they are supposed to be way younger. <laughs> uh, freaking George R. R. Martin, man, dude to sus. Why did they keep doing that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no comments. Yeah. um so we were talking about damien and um i do want to talk about the dragons like what about the dragons because that's really cool Uh, i like that we got to see him in the first episode um and there's they said they had like 10 dragons you know in their yoke which i thought was really cool um but he also said the dragons are an illusion. What do you think he meant by that, Jazz? Uh, maybe not Jazz. Let's talk to Zenup because Jazz, I feel like I have to be really careful with Jazz because I do not want to spoil something. I don't want to spoil anything for our, our watchers. <laughs> and my take on that was that, like, he thinks that, you know, I mean, the obvious take would be that dragons are just an illusion of power and that it's not really them controlling the dragons it's um the dragons perhaps controlling them but i also think it goes kind of beyond that because we know that they're in control of the dragons i don't think that is necessarily in dispute um i think it's the idea that like just through sheer power that they have power right and i think it's often said i think it's like i said that like during times of peace the seeds of war are war are sown, right so you know, even though this is a very peaceful time and the king before Viserys reigned during a very peaceful time, apparently, um, we see like the the beginnings of a war brewing, right? Um, And I think what he was trying to say there is that the dragons are just not going to be enough. You have to Mm -hmm. be so much more to hold on Mm -hmm. to this power. Right. So, and that, of course, is, is super. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out for sure. Me too. Me too. Jazz, you have any thoughts that are non spoilery? Uh, Zainab said exactly what I wanted to say. Uh, she's right because the dragons um, just isn't spoilery. Um, the dragons, right? Uh, like she said, they are there and they have power, right? But what is that power? Like, that's what we saw in Game of Thrones. Once the dragons went away, what happened to House Targaryen, right? It was like essentially whittled down to like two people. And so it is an illusion because you want to not do that. You want to build power, like referent power with the other kingdoms. You want to, you know, build a community just so that if your main source of power goes away, you still have other power. Mm. And so that's, yeah. So what Zana was saying, like, it's not just the dragons. It's more than that. That mm. is. Okay, cool. I, I I like that. I'm excited to see a little bit about that because, you know, they're still Targaryens. They still don't feel fire. They're still, like, you know, they say they're closer to God than they are to men. So I feel like that mythos is still there. But we'll see i'm excited i hope they keep the budget up because the last game of thrones like we couldn't even see a dire wolf for like ever because they couldn't have they didn't have the budget for it so i hope hopefully they keep it up which will be really cool um what else do we want to talk about you know what we, we did see an indian guy he was the doctor sewing up the uh, guy oh, yeah. so yeah 
We exist. We exist. <laughs> God damn it, Neebs. <laughs> Yeah, the show man. is so like, I mean, as Zayna was like, you know, we're dancing around the whole C-section scene, right? But like, uh, this guy, I love when you like bring lightheartedness into such a <laughs> serious and tragic thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Even in Westeros, we are the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta Some love it. Some things never change. <laughs> you you know the Indian doctor, like his, even in like, like the medieval times where it's like uh his mom was like you have to be a doctor you can't be anything else <laughs> <laughs> doctor lawyer or engineer right because doctor it was a lawyer we have you as an engineer <laughs> yeah and then you have me as a failure <laughs> for not doing any of those three things <laughs> oh man oh man no <laughs> listen i thought that was really cool um what else did you say oh the tournament let's talk about the tournament what do you guys think i thought the tournament was really cool like it was bloody um it was very interesting i like this new guy uh what's his name chris Kristen coles i believe i don't know i forgot uh, his name i forgot the common born one yeah right? the, mm-hmm. yeah yeah good looking dude bro one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i hate the fact that i said he was good looking before zenith did <laughs> <laughs> Oh, news. We're learning a lot about you this season, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm getting too comfortable in, in this show. Instead <laughs> of in the past episodes of the podcast, he's been saying some other things. And now we're learning <laughs> so much about him. Like, it's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, all I said was in my uh, She Hulk episode is that I kind of don't feel that all the dudes that talk about feet are creepy because that one scene in She Hulk. <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> That's all I said. I'm trying to give these guys like a little bit of, uh, you know, a little redemption arc. Our <laughs> podcast will not be a safe haven for guys who buy feet pics, okay? I I didn't say you have to buy them. No, that's still so creepy. That's still so creepy. Anyways, anyways, back to Game <laughs> of Thrones, which has a lot creepier stuff than feet, man. It's like weird. Um, what else do we have? Um, let's see. Okay, let's go back to the Otto Hightower pimping out his daughter. And let's talk about his daughter because she seems like a very interesting character. And I think she's going to be a very important character. Zena, what do you think? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they focused on that scene where she had this like anxiety, anxious like habit of picking at her nail beds until they bled. And it was an interesting juxtaposition because you see all these, like, there's a lot of parallels in the first episode. The first, uh, you know, you have the jousting um, competition versus um, the labor. Both, like, are very bloody, right? And then you have um, Allison in, in the middle, sort of, where she looks very composed, she looks very calm, but she's a wreck, right? She's, like, picking apart and bleeding, uh from her fingernails and stuff. I, I think Allison's gonna be a really interesting character. I think her themes that we're gonna see with her are definitely like of ones of like duty and honor versus like um, personal choice and freedom. You know, the fact that she went to the Cyrus's chambers dressed as her dead mom, uh, dressed, I guess, like in the time provocatively or whatever to lure, to entice the king with a book to read to the king. But then in the end, all she did was just say, um, I know how you feel. I have been through loss too. So it's her kind of following her orders, but also kind of coming up and brushing it, brushing up against like her own personal choices. And I think we'll see definitely more of that 
as, as they're older and we'll see, it's interesting to see how she was as a child versus how that's manifested as as she is as an adult I'm very curious to see what her relationship will be like with Renera because th they're like sisters. Maybe they're like more than sisters. Maybe, it, you know, if it felt sistery slash romantic-y, we don't know. And if she becomes her stepmom, like that would be really, really weird. Uh, Jazz, don't say anything. Uh, okay, I can't spoil this, all right? Like... Yeah. You're also entering territory that isn't written yet. So. Oh, there's stuff that I thought the whole thing was written. Not all of it's written, but like the what they're showing in the show, um, there are still some things we can talk about that are theory. Like, for example, her being a stepmother. That's not okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, facts. Okay, cool. So, Jazz, what do you think about that? Man, so there's this crazy theory I saw. And I kind of buy it. But Otto, I think he's responsible for everything that happened. Oh, so he's going to be like that guy Littlefinger in the yeah. um, in the last shows. Hmm, interesting. All right, interesting. like, like, hear me out here, okay? All right, Otto Hightower wants his daughter to be on the Iron Throne. Now, how do you do that, right? Uh, the entire show, well, the first episode, I mean, um, he was like, hey, don't get your hopes up. It could be a girl or anything can happen, right? I think he was directly involved in making that happen. Okay. And it was Grand Mr. Melos who was supposed to deliver the baby. Right. But he Ooh. was on Otto's side in the council. Ooh. All right. Just keep following here. Okay. Uh, Grand Mr. Melos told him, you know, Viserys, uh, that, hey, the baby's only way to bring in the baby would be a C section. And then after the baby's delivered, you know, the baby's alive and well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then Grand Mr. Mel's looks down and he's like, you know, like shocked almost. Like something's wrong. Right? But that's not because the baby's dying. It's because the baby's healthy. Oh, yes. So somebody's been killing them babies. And that's the thing. Because we don't see the baby ever being well or anything all we know is in the next scene the baby's dead yeah it was uh the the air for the day mm -hmm. so the baby was healthy for a whole day and then dead yeah and then obviously uh what happened there with that letter for allison hightower to become his next wife i mean I, I see it in a way where he's setting up for her, for his daughter to become the next queen. Convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. I, I buy that. Um, hmm, I, I can see that happening. And mm -hmm. who do you think on the council is actually on his side? And who do you think is not? Zena? I don't think anyone's on his side. Mm -hmm. I think really? that she said it. was right in in saying that, you know, you're surrounded by like serpents or whatever he would term he used. Um, and I think Damon's whole thing is that he's he thinks he's doing the right thing and that he all he cares about is protecting his family, protecting his brother. Um, but he does it in all the wrong ways. And I think that uh, 
Viserys is a weak king, not because he's, you know, not like, you know, killing people and starting wars or anything, but because he's very soft and very trusting and very loving. And he doesn't have that hardness in him because he inherited a kingdom during a time of peace and prosperity. Um, He didn't have to fight for it. He didn't kind of encounter any wars. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the people around him in his council are very aware of his softness and know that he can be manipulated. And I think it's interesting because like you have Lord Corliss, who's the husband of, um, I forget her name, but the the queen that almost was, right? The, yeah. His sister, Viserys' sister. Renisa, uh, I believe. Renisa. Okay. And, you know, she she's the one who feels she's the only person who has a rightful claim to the throne because she was the previous king's firstborn. And so Lord Corliss, who... He, he kind of like shifts his positions. He's like slippery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's very, that's like going to be an interesting thing because I think that's the most telling that even though he's uh, married into the family, and I'm not sure if he's Targaryen or not, but um, he's, he's Valerian. He, which are like, they're like kissing cousins of the Targaryen. Okay. So they're so, like, not, not, they're not Targaryens, but they're like cousins of Targaryen, Valerians. Very close, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I think he's very, very self-interested. Him and his wife are very self-interested, and he's definitely using that position on the council to leverage himself. I think they all are, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Um, but I think that will be also very interesting to see how that plays out. It's the wheel. I I do I don't know man the guy was pouring alcohol I mean um, getting alcohol and he was like no no more alcohol I trust a man who doesn't overdrink no <laughs> no as, no in that situation you don't trust him because he's really? not drinking because he needs the sensibilities to manipulate everybody else who's drinking oh mm. right. mm-hmm. maybe, maybe my Muslimness is like <laughs> conflating that <laughs> with, <laughs> with honor <laughs> and I, I'm being evil here okay let me make that very clear like like uh, I'm may or may not have taken advantage of people in the business meeting where you know they were a little tipsy and i got a better deal out of it so it's a thing it happens it's haram bro no i'm just kidding (laughs) i don't know (laughs) they want to drink at the restaurant i didn't stop them fair fair Mm -hmm. all right cool um no, I, I I like that. I do like his character though, and you know what? I, you know what I like about a character. The more racist people hate a character, the more I love them. I'm like fuck it, because like a lot of people were like, "Yo, we like you can watch a show and believe in dragons and like white walkers, <laughs> but you can't believe in a black guy being rich. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> like, it's so wild to me. I the backlash that people like I've seen online because he happens to be like a rich black man is so mind boggling to me. Like what's wrong with people, man? Like, yo, pretend it's not a real show. (laughs) Come on. We can pretend. (laughs) Like if he's from a different house, like if he's, if he's not a Targaryen, then yeah. Why can't he just be any race that they want? Right. Yeah. Quit bringing facts here, people like (laughs) racist people are racist. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I feel like a lot of the other houses or should have more people of color. Like I want to see like like people still in different houses are all white still, even though we have like one. That's like one out of like what thirty houses? How many houses well, are there? House Dorn was also uh, Spanish. Oh, that's true. That is yeah. true. Shout out! Shout out to our homie man, the Mandalorian. He was like <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I love that guy. 
fucking love that guy. Um, I hope we see more of uh, the people of Dorne. That would be really, really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm really excited. What are you guys most excited to see next? Oh, 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 I'm going to say it because I know a lot of people were uncomfortable with the C-section, a lot of the violence that they saw against women. Personally, I think it's great that they're showing it. Why? Because a bunch of unsuspecting guys will see it and they'll be like, oh, fuck. Childbirth is deadly. Like, they'll finally realize that this is an actual issue that they should care about. And so I'm glad they're showing it in the most gruesome way possible because this is these are real issues in the world. Like, maternal mortality is one of the, like, leading causes of death for women. And so my mom's OBGYN. That's why I know these things. Um, but seeing it on a show, I'm just like, oh, thank God. Because I don't, a lot of people are like, oh, no, this is horrible. No, I think it's great. I want people to see it. I want people to see the reality of how dangerous it is. I want them to become better people from it. And I want to see more of that throughout the entire show. That's an interesting theory that you think people will become better from a show like this. I can All believe, right. James. I can All believe, right. okay? All right. I, I, I respect your optimism and, and your hope. Uh, Zena, what about you? I mean, I'm what I'm interested to see, like, so like all television shows, no matter what era they're set in, they're just a reflection of like society, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, they, they at one point they reflect on like uh, the law and order of the realm. And I think that was very like uh, relevant to today and like the state of the world mm -hmm. we're seeing today. And the fact that, you know, like violence against women hasn't ceased, hasn't stopped, nope. hasn't decreased. Tell us time. Um, you know, uh, women die every day. That's a whole other thing I could go on and on about, about how like um, uh, domestic violence in America is just honor killing with another name. But um, <gasps> it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to see how this show is going to parallel our world because that's sort of like, you know, these shows, these books, these movies, these narratives that are constantly presented to us are never they don't exist in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. a way in which we kind of, uh, a lens in which we view the world. And it's also a way of uh, telling us what our world is like too, right? So, you know, the fact that the heart of this show is going to be about uh, the violence of misogyny, the violence of patriarchy, the struggle of being recognized as a woman, mm -hmm. um, uh, for, uh, and, and as a woman being in a, a, inhabiting positions of power and what that means uh, will definitely be interesting. I think it will be increasingly more relevant and definitely reflect uh, what this is, what kind of society we're living in today. That being said, I'm not sure if racism exists in uh, Westeros. Um, I think it sh uh, well sounds a bit think uh, sounds a bit. Uh, dramatic sins, but I think it should because I feel like if you're going to deal with misogyny, you're going to deal with classism, you're going to deal with um, all of these elements that are still relevant in today's world, but then kind of like push racism to the side. It feels a little bit like erasure to me, but at the same time, I don't see how they can kind of like deal with like the wheel and then add in, yeah. like, yeah. a, you know, racism element to it. Um, I'm okay. I 
I'm okay with them not adding the racism element because when I was doing a bunch of podcasts about Bridgerton, uh, I have talked to a lot of people uh, who are black and they said like, you know what? We we don't need our trauma thrown into our faces when all the time we don't need to see our trauma over and over again. Um, And, you know, they, they don't like in some time, in some places it makes sense, but in fantasy, they said, they rather not. They said they don't. There isn't a need for it. And when Bridgerton, they were like, yeah, they just like brushed off like why everyone's not racist in Bridgerton. They were like, it was a relief. We were happy. We just want to watch pretty clothes and want to wear them and see ourselves look like these regal uh, Renaissance people. And um, because of that perspective that I got, um, I don't think the show really needs that. I think there's enough stuff going on that they don't need that. I mean, there could be a little bit here and there, but I don't know. I from the perspective that I got, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Uh, but listen, guys, with that with that note, I want to thank everybody for being on the show. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, I'm really excited to dive into this show again. I really hope they don't let us down. But there is thank so you. much detail in this show uh, that we can go on forever. Uh, but we try to keep our shows short because you know people have short attention spans. <laughs> also, we we film at night, and I gotta go to bed. <laughs> but Zeno, no, thank you. Don't. Zenup, thank you so much for being on our show. Honestly, you're welcome on our show anytime. Even if you have oh, another yeah. guest, you can just like pretend just hop you on. Run, <laughs> hop on. Oh. We'll, give, we'll give you like a permanent link. You can come on whenever you want. Oh. And That's... like, just... I know my husband wants to jump in as well because he's like a big time nerd. Uh, Ooh, as well. yes. So yeah, he man. Like, hmm. He's like deliberating. He's like, can I just like while you're talking about um, like the previous episode, She Hulk? He's like, can I like jump in can i offer my team oh hell yeah listen listen he would need your yeah he would need your permission like we can't just uh, (laughs) just can't have him taking over everything like that you would need your permission (laughs) so but no like i i i I've always been a big fan of everything you're doing. I think you're incredible. Ah. I think you have amazing, you know, like the stuff that you come up with is amazing. Um like I said, if you had your own podcast, we would be out of business. So don't ever start one. <laughs> you're too kind. I'm so happy that I was on. Honestly, it was like it was a lot of fun. I love talking to you guys about uh nerd shit. I can never stop talking about nerd shit. So hey. honestly, this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks yeah. for Thanks for coming on and shout out to your, uh, your buddies, uh, Sana and Ala. like, I haven't, I haven't seen them. I, nobody uses clubhouse anymore, which is where I met you. I know. Like, Pandemic's over. Pandemic's I know. Over. Yeah, we can go out house. now. <laughs> the, the, the one good thing about clubhouse is I got to uh, meet you and I think that's awesome. So thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome anytime. And until then guys, next time we'll see you, uh, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.